We're, this isn't a quiz. Don't no. worry. No quiz. You will be graded, though. <laughs> are we on? We are on. Hi, Jeff, Sarah, Sail on the Podcast. What are your names? Melissa, Jessica, Kim. Where are you guys from? From uh, Boston. Right oh. around the corner. You just came. Did, did, would you take the MBTA or? Uh, we took Uber all the way here. Uh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. was it getting in? Um, I don't know, Melissa. You tell me. Oh, yeah. I'm a little, a little motion, sick. A little motion <laughs> sick right now. I'm good, though. It was stressful. <laughs> it was very stressful, yes. Was it hard getting into the city? It was very hard, yes. Yeah, okay. How, how long did it take? About an hour, and I only live okay. about 20 minutes away on a good day. Yeah, so not, okay. yeah. Pretty rough. Oh, it's rough. So you're yeah. from Boston. Is this your first time to Salem? It is my first time, yeah. What do we think? I mean, we literally just got out of the Uber, but so far, okay. so good. Yeah. <laughs> so we are bombarding you. A lot of, a lot of energy. I love this it. This is a great yeah. start. Yeah. Good, good, good. Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I am Sarah Black. What is it today, Sarah? What's today? What's today? Don't make me say it. What's today? Don't make me say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it. What's today? It's my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, Yay. we're starting off the day with a recording. Yeah, we've got mimosas and uh, drinks. Cheese board. Cheese presents. Yes. Ooh, actually, let me go grab that present because I want to share it with our listeners. <laughs> so due to some unfortunate circumstances, we were supposed to record this, uh, I'd say yesterday, sure. maybe last month. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here we are recording on this stormy day. And it's a dark and stormy day. Perfect for our topic conversation, which we will reveal in a second here. But... I came into a little cheese board, mimosas, as you said. Pastries. Pastries from AJ King. Delectable. And one of the best presents I think I've ever gotten in my life. So there's this gentleman in town. His name's Mike Page. His uh, Instagram is Mike Page Studios, if you want to go check him out. He is super awesome. Uh, he does like the wood burning. Yeah. But a lot of Salem-centric things. Yeah. and. I think it would be fair to describe them as like inside jokes almost. Like you I have mean, to know a little bit about the history well, to he does get a lot of, the wittiness. Uh, he does stuff that just says like Salem and like dates. He does um, like faces, skull. So like let's do a skull, like a memento mori that says uh -huh. Salem. So there's a lot of like generic ones. Right. Uh, but then there are definitely ones that are a little more nuanced. So this one, so it's, it's on like a slab of wood and it says, quote, oh, look. It's the expert on third nipples, Tichaba, sixteen ninety two. So obviously, like I could, I just imagine her saying it with a, an enormous amount of sarcasm and directing it at like Cotton Mather right. or you know yeah. one of the judges. Hilarious! Like, like they, they're coming in. Let's check you for a witch's mark. And Tichaba's like, "Oh look, it's the expert on third nipples." Ugh, eye roll. Eye roll. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally going to hang this on my tree. It's so excellent. Actually, I'm going to hang it on the wall. That thing stays up all year. There I love it. And for those who have never taken my tour before, I talk a lot about third nipples. Yeah, uh, yeah. I never thought I would in my life. Hey, but hey. 
odd paths lead, lead to odd conversations. Right? So yeah. thank you for that. And you know, I, I don't mind sharing my birthday with our listeners. It's kind of fun. <laughs> but that means that this episode may not get out at 5 a.m. tomorrow. So heads up. <laughs> we're we're going to see how much editing. Usually Mondays are reserved for editing. So I would like to enjoy a bit of my only day off for the month. So it may come out just a little bit later. Although if, if there are any listeners listening... You're all listening. Yeah. There's anyone who takes Sarah's tour in the next like couple days. If you happen to be here having a visiting, be sure to uh, wish her or sing her a happy birthday. My security guard, Charles, did the sweetest thing ever. I almost cried in front of my tour participants. Obviously, we both had very busy weekends. Yes. It's the was it the third weekend in October Fourth. now. It's the fourth one? Yeah. Wow. So it was our fourth weekend. It was busy as can be. But Sunday, yesterday, was relatively mellow because of the rain. Dreary. Very dreary. And the streets kind of got cleared. And so the the groups, at least my groups, were a little bit on the smaller side, Mm -hmm. which I was fine with. It was Mm -hmm. a little bit of a break. And for the second group, midday, I can see Charles. I like to consider him like, you know, a grandpa. He is just Mm -hmm. a fabulous human being. And he's my protector. And I see him lurking behind my group, like chatting with them. And I know he gets chatty sometimes. I'm like, what is he doing? And and we're right at the end, right? We're we're finishing up. It's the grand finale, or it's a serious topic of conversation. And I ask if anyone has any questions. And this gentleman off to my left, he shoots his hand up immediately, like before I even got to finish the sentence. And he goes, hey, everyone, it's Sarah's birthday. Can we all sing happy birthday? And I look immediately at Charles and I was like, Charles, what did you do? And so my whole group burst out and sang happy birthday. And it was just a really, really amazing, cool experience. And I... I can't thank him enough for that. And just in general, I can't thank my participants enough for that. No one wants to get older, but like if you can do it with some grace and, yeah. and kind people around you, it really, cool. really makes it. Yeah. I almost cried. So Aww. thank you. Thank you to everyone that's been making my birthday so awesome. There we go. 29. Made it. Less than a year. Indeed. You'll be 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your birthday God, is, shut up. I was going to say, your birthday is coming up I soon, don't too. It. I don't want to hear it. You're done. No more. <laughs> we'll, we'll announce it when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another few months to enjoy this. Um, so, it's October. We've been busy. A little busy. A lot of busy. A lot of busy. Yeah. I managed to forget uh, both my father's birthday and my brother's anniversary. Wow, you're just uh, putting that out as, there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel bad. They they both fell on Saturdays, and we were just so hectic that like I didn't realize till like the next day, and I was just like, oh, it didn't. and then it hit me. I was like, shit. I think that's like the first time I've forgotten anyone's birthday. And then two weeks later, today, I was like, oh, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's how busy we've been. But like when when you're in the weekend, it is it's, it's, it's like not even you're yeah. not paying attention to the yeah. date. You're not pay, you just you have your list of to do's, your list of tours, and that's it. You're just trying to get to the end without losing your your head. It voice voice. <laughs> it's, it's I'm like it's Mind. Saturday. One tour, two tour, three tour, four tour, five tour. I passed out. Oh, anyway, uh, it's been it's been hectic, but it's been a good month. I've had fun. Yeah, this We're, is probably the best October, e- even though it's been busier yes. than ever. Yeah. I feel very good yeah. about just yeah. everything and the Madness. vibe, the people. 
had some great listeners. I had uh, our friend uh, from Canada uh, who who visited, and uh, per the merch issue, I'm sorry, I still haven't figured it's out. Probably going to be a November issue. It, is that yeah, is that yeah okay the, to say the international uh, shipping issue uh, that got put on hold because <laughs> we're busy. Yeah, um, but, but he, he came down to visit. And wanted to buy a shirt, and I, I'd put one aside, especially for him, and uh, he found me before the tour and uh, took care of that. So uh, while we can't ship internationally, if you... If you come to Salem, <laughs> we can we, probably hook you up. Yeah, if you, if you give us a little <laughs> bit of a heads up, uh, we, we can we can take care of that. Uh, so I just wanted to say I appreciate the, the um, Quebec Montreal... Shoot, Winnipeg... Oh, I can't remember. You just name them all. Yeah, I'll just name all the provinces. <laughs> will be Northern Territories. Um, but no, I, I really appreciated uh, appreciated that. It's a, you know, obviously it's a trip to Salem, but right. uh, coming and finding us meant, I was like, that's pretty cool. Very cool. Very and awesome. so we got a t-shirt and got to meet one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah. I guess he couldn't take, the, the tours were already booked up when of he was course. here. Yeah, but I have had some listeners who've come. I had uh, these lovely women last week. One of them was celebrating their birthday. They'd come here. They traveled here. And uh, she'd been listening to the podcast for, like, since the beginning. I met one of those people, too, and it blows my mind. <sighs> it blows so my mind. Cool. Like, thank you so much. But she's like, we knew where to go. We went to Bitbar because you recommended it. We went to Also's. Cause, and she's like, uh, they took Mike. They wanted to take, like, a ghost. They took Mike's tour because we recommended it. Um, and they just didn't have time. They didn't take your tour. Uh, okay. They wanted to pass on their apologies. That's okay. But. They were like, they're like, oh, we couldn't, we couldn't do everything. Yeah, right. Um, but it's really cool to be like, you know, hey, we're talking about this stuff. We're going, and then people being, I love, I went to this place and I had fun because you recommend it, and you know, that's that's really cool. I like hearing that it's actually helping people plan their trips. Yes, right. Yeah, I think that was part of our goal, but not. You know, it was just kind of a byproduct mm-hmm. of it. We're just sharing what we love to do. So if other people enjoy it as well, then why not? I love, if anything, I really like pointing people in directions of places that they may have never even heard of. Right. You know, more things that they might like. And I think that, you know, especially since, since this girl had, uh, um, been listening for the whole time, they got that, like the whole spectrum. So often you see like, what's, what's the best thing to do in Salem? I think we talked about this in the, we've said it a lot. Yeah. I can't tell you, are you going to like the house seven gables or are you going to like the, the haunted, ghost tour do you want to go off in like a random cemetery or do you want to go to a museum and maybe you want both but the best thing in salem is what you make of it and so it's pretty cool that people are listening and and making the best of their trip while we're we're talking about canada too i want to do a quick shout out to hillary and morgan up there they well one of them's a a fellow midwesterner so connected on that like the same you just you just Cross border jump real quick. Well, right. And she moved to Canada to marry her wife. And she gets a lot of like comments about her accent and stuff. And of course, it's, you know, Midwest, Canada, similar in some aspects. But she says that running into anyone from the Midwest makes her feel like home. So the fact that she can tune into this, and of course, she's got one Canadian host and one Midwestern host, (laughs) it's kind of a nice molding of both worlds. And them, like we just mentioned, they they really took into account the podcast and it helped plan the trip. So I was very thankful. Wrote a really nice note, came on tour. It was really awesome. Yeah, you guys are oh, awesome. You're the oh, best. The girls, shoot, I forgot the ones who who celebrated their birthday. I was just talking about. They got us uh, uh, 
there at in on my desk. What is it? Biscoff cookies. <gasps> for, Very for, cool. And I, I was told I she's like she said uh, you can't eat them all. Thank and you. I, and I was like, Excuse, well, now you really can't eat them all because you shared. I was like, really? Can't I? I can't. And she's like, no, you have to share them with Sarah. We are here with Jack Skellington of Salem. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing excellent. The crowd is big. Uh, probably one of the biggest Friday crowds I've ever seen. You'll have to agree with that. It seems like it's just going to get bigger tomorrow. And I'll be honest with you, we've been out since Food Truck Festival and we've seen record numbers weekend after weekend. More families are coming in. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's such a good vibe out here. It is. It, it's a lot of fun. You come all the way from the Cape. How really? long? I didn't even know that. How long of a drive? Uh, no traffic. Um, if I'm doing the speed limit? Yes, yes. I mean, it's a probably a two-hour straight ride, um, but I get up early so I don't hit any traffic. Could be a three-hour drive. But I have a lot of people, and like you, podcast, yeah. YouTube, the words out there, families are coming into Salem. We got the market, haunted happenings going on. And I get a lot of messages. Are you going to be out? Are you going to be out? So People love you. Yep. Yep. So we got a question for you. Oh, making it an easy one. Who's it's your, a Friday. Who's your favorite witch or wizard? Oh, it has to be Bora. Bora! Bora. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. she'll be so happy. No, that totally counts. She's the best. I'm she sorry. Is. Love Bora. I, I think personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be beat. If I had to put a ring on something, it would be Bora. I'm going to have to say. Right? Can we agree I, on that? I, I'm with you yes. on that. Right? I mean, it's, it's what's on the inside. So what's your favorite thing about Salem? Seeing all the people here and what they get out of it from the good witch to all of the tours and the people enjoying all of the festivities the buskers and in just the whole vibe of everything during that october rush and i just wish it could last year round and you are very much a part of that oh, i don't know about year round if i could do that <laughs> yeah i couldn't either I'm okay <laughs> I, I, it's just a long october. six weeks yeah you know, yeah and but i enjoy it but i don't get to i don't get to enjoy salem as that's, a that's visitor fair. like I did back when I first started coming. But hey, you could just Everything go else. incognito. Yeah. No one would know it was you. I do that quite a bit. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll let you get back to it. Thanks for spending the time with us. And don't forget, hit the like and subscribe. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for taking the time with us. And we'll see you on the streets. Oh, you guys are awesome. We have the best listeners. Thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs> just kidding we're gonna talk about ghost stories ghost stories of salem just a couple just a few kind of like a, a minnesota 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 that like minnesota yeah the midwestern version <laughs> of a minnesota <laughs> it is a haunted dark and dreary place and it just happens to be dark and dreary today so i think it's well, quite fitting the curtains so it did get a little darker in here but Ghost stories. So obviously, one of the favorite things for people to do coming to Salem is is take a ghost uh, tour. There's loads of different paranormal stories here in Salem. Uh, loads of different tours to choose from. Um, and off the bat, first and foremost, if you are coming to town and you are interested in a ghost tour, uh, Mike Vitka is gonna be my top recommendation. Uh, but close after that, Black Cat Tours as well and they are two locally owned and operated tour companies who do fantastic ghost stories absolutely um, neither sarah or myself do ghost stories really so uh, it's a little bit of outside our box but i know a lot of people love that stuff so if you come uh, make sure you check them out 
Um, although I think I think Mike pauses for the winter. Uh, Black Cat, I'm not sure. I feel like Black Cat also pauses, but I could be wrong. Okay, okay. I feel like we should also include a little shout out to Salem Night Tour. Salem Night Tour. As well. They were the first tour I ever took here in Salem, and it was pretty good. Very good. And definitely great for accommodating last minute sign up. So yes. if, if you do find yourself in Salem in these last couple weeks of busy season and you can't book a tour, they can probably accommodate you. Yeah. And of course, Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tours, or that's Salem Historical Tours and Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tours as well. Uh, again, locally owned and operated. And I actually used to work for them a few years ago. And uh, they do uh, really good ghost stories as well. So shall we start? Jeffrey, tell me a ghost story. It was a dark and stormy night. All the streets of... No, I'm not going to do the whole thing like that. (laughs) (laughs) I probably could. It would take like a little too long if I talked the entire... Oh my God. Can we just talk? No, sorry. I won't. I won't. The, the, The fake accents out on the street. Yeah. Oh my good God. Sometimes I find it entertaining, but I wonder how it feels to be in the presence of it for a whole hour and a half. I know. I, um, anyway. Anyway, so tell back, me a ghost story, not ghost in a story. British so, accent. Uh, I thought we would touch on Rockefeller's infamous ghost, um, as it is one of the most famous in the city, uh, the iconic blue lady, as they call her. Which I think she has a, a beverage named after her she as well. She does. She does have a beverage named after her. And uh, we were, did we discuss this? I can't remember. Uh, when we went to our little meeting at Rockefeller's tour guide appreciation night and uh, I think it was the general manager or the operations manager there uh, explained to us a little history of the blue lady and some experiences that some people have had there and I guess uh, one of the things is there's a a mural in the back and it's like this sort of art deco jazz band and there's a woman in um blue in blue in there and I guess the original artist drawing and the original stencil drawing was all going to be red dress like a bright red old Hollywood vibe because that is let's be that red dress sexy that's like ooh, not you know (laughs) love that and I guess as the artist and was it was it red and blonde do I do I have that right I think so right there we go and uh, they were saying that as the artist is painting it, he just, as he's filling in the color, he just goes brunette and blue. And they were like, oh, this is supposed to be red. What's going on? Like this isn't, and he's like, he said he, he doesn't know. Just something told him that this was the right thing to do. And I guess he didn't know really the history of the building. He didn't know anything a, about the blue anything lady. Anything about the blue lady. And so now there's uh, employees there who do know and see him painting this woman. They're like, oh, you're doing this because? He's like, because of what? And they're like, the blue lady. And he's like, who's the blue lady? I'm like, well, that's what. And they're like, no, he had no idea. And just on a on a whim, on a spur of creativity, decided the last minute to change it to blue. Quite a stark change. Yeah. And uh, they also told us just a couple of their tidbits. And there are some people who've seen this or heard that. And those are fairly typical when it comes to ghost stories. You know, especially in the restaurants, we get um, glasses being moved. Bar stools tend to be moved. I always used to make the joke on my tour. I mean, let's be honest. Who here has not knocked over a glass or bar stool before? <laughs> Right, especially when you're drinking right? at said bar. Exactly. Um, but then they showed us this wonderfully fascinating picture 
Um, and I, I was looking for my, I do not know what I did with it. And I'm a little I still upset. have mine. You've got yours. Um, maybe we can take a picture of that, maybe throw it up on the Instagram. And this picture was taken uh, just as Rockefeller's was opening. I right. I think it was during construction. Yeah. And so they, it's, it's, it's sort of from. Um, as if you were standing across the street, but like on Essex on Street. On Essex Street, sort of diagonally towards. So if you're walking towards the Samantha statue, um, like everyone does every day, and it's just this picture of Rockefeller's, and it's a great angle. It gets the Daniel Lowen Company sign, and right there, just sort of in the frame of the picture, is it's distinctly a shape of a person. It's distinctly there you can see and it is just has this slight blue tint to it it almost looks like a woman in a dress and it was an it was a dark night it, yeah. the picture was taken at night it looked pretty rainy um, yeah. at that point there's there's definitely so you can water sort of see on the, the cobblestones the, the yellow light of the the street lights and just there in the image is this woman in blue but she it almost looks like she is illuminated yeah. from within yeah now, when it comes to uh, this as well, so the, the building Rockefellers is uh, both a historical location and a historical building. It was originally the Daniel Lowen Company Jewelers, uh, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, if you're not familiar, the Daniel Lowen Company makes the first souvenir spoon. So I'm sure many of you can go travel anywhere in the world and pick up a, a spoon that says whatever philly dc yep. shanghai you know sydney but salem so it's a small spoon it says salem and it has a witch on the end and these are made in the late 1800s uh which i love and the, is made the first souvenir yes. spoon of any type yes and they are made in that building uh which is great it was a, a jeweler's and he takes he's just had a jewelry booth at that point i believe and then he takes over the whole building eventually uh it, it's been a market it's been all these other things and it was also site sorry it was also the site of the meeting house uh the salem meeting house uh during the salem witch trials not the salem village there are also accusations of uh spectral evidence happening in that facility as well and so it does have an incredibly rich history uh, but that blue lady, I, I think, uh, is still somewhat of a mystery, although uh, I will share with you a, a bit of a story that I'd, I'd heard once about perhaps where her, her origin comes from. And uh, I will preface this by saying, of course, this is a ghost story and the historical legitimacy of this is blah. That blah is a good <laughs> word. So, uh, where do I begin? I suppose with all good stories that involve ghosts, you have to begin when these people were alive, which of course would be a century and a half ago, where in which um, there was a young uh, son of a rich shipping merchant, because this is Salem, and there's several dozen rich shipping merchants, probably with several dozens rich young men, and as rich young men are prone to do, they need to uh, <clears throat> have fun. And this uh, young man... Uh, In the tunnels? No, we're, we're getting to the tunnels. Oh. Don't, <laughs> don't you worry, Sarah. We're getting to the tunnels. So this young man meets this uh, lovely young woman, and they spend uh, several nights together, of course, holding hands and talking. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. With, with the door open, obviously. Um, all kosher and above board. <coughs> How many inches? Remember Stranger Things? Was it six inches? I, I think at this point we're going to go with negative inches, just, <laughs> just to clarify for story's sake. Um, and 
inevitably, as what ends up happening when you spend several nights together holding hands and talking, uh, this young woman ends up slightly pregnant. Slightly. Slightly. That's how it works, in case you didn't know. And uh, she confronts uh, the young man about this situation. And he does not what she expects, but exactly the opposite. And he declares his love for her. Now, here's the kicker, is this young woman wasn't of the same social class as he was. She was just a household maid. So he has now been sleeping with the help, knocked up the help, and then declares his love for the help, goes to his father and tells him that he intends to marry this young woman. And his father, of course, is like, (laughs) absolutely not. You don't. That's not how things are done. And he's outraged and he's furious. He's upset, throws in, in the face of tradition and these other things and publicly declares that he is going to marry this young woman. And uh, as I mentioned before, this was not what she had been expecting. What she had been expecting, of course, was that he would throw her some money and be like, get the heck out of here. I don't want to ever see you again. Take the child, take it away. Because that's not an uncommon thing to happen. Right. right. Uh, She was just expecting to get a bit of cash and make for the hills. So Uh, was she she actually pregnant? I'm getting there. Have some patience. Okay. So now this young woman uh, needs to come up and fess up with the truth. And the truth of the matter was not that he had gotten her pregnant, but that her actual lover had gotten her pregnant, who was another member of the household staff. And they had decided to try and blackmail and hoodwink the young owner of the house, where in which they would get some money from him. And then the two of them would run off with the money that they used, that they got from him to raise their child. Which, to be fair, you give me those eyes, isn't the worst idea in the world. No, this is, I've never heard this version of the story. if, If you are so willing to do these things, that's not, that's not the worst of it. Right. Wow. So, now, faced with the truth and the consequences of his publicly declaring his love for this young woman, uh, he has to face some public humiliation as he now has to come forward and say that the child of the help who he'd knocked up is not actually his, and he is frustrated and he is mad. And as young men are prone to do when they are frustrated and mad, he's going to take his anger out on the other gentleman involved, and he is going to challenge him to... A duel? A duel. Yeah. Yes. Because, uh, let's be honest, shooting people solves all of our problems. (coughs) Sorry, I don't think they could see the facial expression I made there. (laughs) Where's the duel take place? Do you want to guess? Please tell me it's Essex Street. Not quite close. Washington? Nope. Other way. Or Derby? Nope. 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 Don't tell me. Front? No. I don't know. I'm trying to mentally convey this to you. You're missing one. But it's not a road. But it's not a road. It's not a street. It's not a street. It's a square. Oh. Oh, no, I was going to say the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Higginson? Higginson Square. Yes, of course. The duel is to take place at dawn because obviously that's when duels take place. So these two men are to meet at dawn with pistols, etc. And we know the rules. We've all seen Hamilton, seconds, etc. Now, these two young men show up to the duel. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the gentleman who's just the hired help doesn't really have a choice, the social class and everything. And... I'm not 
sure what exactly the intended outcome was. If it was just to, you know, fire into the air or to to make a show of it and, and have your honor redeemed in whatever way that may be. But it seems as though uh, in the midst of whatever is going on, that young woman shows up to interject into her lover and her slighted lover. Uh, <laughs> the lover is now dual, triple, quarrel or what have you and in the intervening fray one the guns goes off and she is the one who is shot whoa did not expect that twist so now she is lying dead on the ground and these young men have a bit of a problem with you know the fact that there's the body of the dead woman that one of them knocked up and the other one publicly declared that he's in love for you've got a problem on your hands and you need to deal with the problem what do we do with bodies we put them in dark places. We put them in dark places. So they run just to the top of the square, which at that point was yet to be the building we see and was still yet a church. Yet, of course, this church has access to... The tunnels. The tunnels, exactly. So they go and they knock on the door several times, and early in the morning, this priest comes down, answers the door, and of course they're standing there with the body of this young woman, and the son of the rich shipping merchant promises him any amount of cash if they will let him access the tunnels via there. So they go into the church. Of course, the priest is paid off, obviously, and they go down into the tunnels, and now they need to find a place to bury the body, and they end up burying her in the wall. Now, here's the deal. Of course, you can't bury someone vertically in a wall in a tunnel, so it's horizontally, so they dig one or two feet across, five or six feet that way, and a few feet down, and they put her into the wall. It is dark. It is quiet. I'm sure they are scared. They're burying the bodies in the tunnels underneath Salem after killing the poor girl. So the, cor- the poor, slightly pregnant girl. Poor, slightly pregnant girl. And once all the brickwork is put back, all the dirt is put back in place, and they are sitting there, and they are out of breath, and they are panting, and they are maybe perhaps the adrenaline is starting to wear off. One of them thinks they hear something <gasps> in the wall. I do remember this part. And yes, the, the, did you hear what was that? And of course, it's a tunnel. Who knows? It could be a rat. It could be a mole. It could be someone walking above them. It could be any number of things. But after burying someone in the walls of a tunnel, I'm sure you are terrified of what you're going to hear in the darkness. And they can't maybe making something out in that wall. They very quickly pull all the dirt out, pull the body of the young woman out of the wall to see if perhaps she's still alive. Maybe they had gotten it wrong before. Maybe she wasn't actually dead, of course. Not sure how you don't realize someone is dead. Maybe check for a pulse or see if they're breathing. Then again, this is also from the time period where the term saved by the bell comes from, Uh which, of course, we all know what that is. If you don't know what that is, quickly Google it because I'm not going to really get into it at this (laughs) point. Nonetheless, they pull the body out from the wall and she is indeed dead. Whatever they'd heard in the darkness, even if it was her, was no longer alive. They put it back in the wall, clean everything up, and go about their way. That day, that young man flees. He's gone, and everyone just assumes that she had gone with her. And the son of the rich merchant carries on with his life. 
no one to be heard from again, except perhaps that young woman who rests possibly somewhere beneath the streets of Salem. As this all happened down in Higginson Square, it would seem fairly likely that that young woman is in whatever shape or form she chooses to be in today, that blue lady that we keep seeing in and around what is today Rockefeller's. Ooh. Ta-da. Very nice. Very nice. Well done. It's been like two years since I've done that. Wow. So you used to tell this story on your tours. Yes. Had you had any experiences at all? Like with the paranormal? Yeah. Oh. And at, at, at that location, like had any of your, your people ever reported seeing or feeling anything? No. Um, but I was doing this at the time. God, we can't be four, three years ago. Time has no meaning anymore. When um, ghost hunt hunters when they posted up for their like eighteen hour ghost hunt or whatever yeah, the and, live and they, one. Yeah, on the first week in October, bought out Rockefellers for yep. like a weekend, which I can't imagine. I remember that. Yeah, I can't imagine how much that cost. I was like blown. Like in September, fine. Like you're gonna do. That was do business travel channel though, yeah, right? Yeah, tra- they got they got the, the yeah. funds for that's, that's, it. They posted up at Rockefellers. They did what else? They the Proctor House. I thought it was the Nurse House. They I did wanted- like three or four different locations and did like live ghost hunting streaming for the weekend. So that I I was about the same time I was I was giving ghost tours there, and like you could watch it from your television. Yeah, like yeah. at home. To be to be fair, that was actually pretty cool. I was giving a tour the night they were doing it. And I was like, and I was, I'm telling the story and I'm like, but if any of you want further evidence, you can tune in when this is done, they are literally live streaming from the building right now. You can go, I'm like, not right now. We're not done with the tour. But once (laughs) this is over, go back to your hotel room and turn it on and you can see what's going on. That, That was, to be fair, that was pretty cool. So there you go. Very nice. And oh, I I, I did forget a, a, a small bit. Sorry, sorry. Um, the oh, I can't remember where I I fit this in. Where in which is this woman in blue, right? But we always typically get. Did I talk about? I might have talked about this on our on our ghost stories episode with with Doctor Vitka. We always get women women in blue, women in white, these sorts of things, right? But I'm not convinced that she was in blue. She wasn't wearing a blue dress. They weren't wearing a. It could have been a red dress or yellow. But the the veil, whatever they're pushing on in our world, comes forth as that white or blue color. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Like you know, if you like like stockings or pantyhose, you like you put everything right. sort of a little black tint. Yep. So whatever that is, everything's a little blue tint or a little white tint. So the and, I was gonna say, which is why we always often see spirits as like a whitish a blue color, or white, right? Okay. It's never like oh, there's there's a woman in like a yellow or like a bright red. It's because whatever is. Between us. Between us. As they're pushing on that, that is the color that we see. Just my theory. I like it. For, for coming from someone who doesn't believe in ghosts, really. Skeptic. That's but okay. I, but, but but that's one of the things, right? That That I'm like, makes me not quite believe, right? If everyone's seeing a woman in blue or a woman in white, these are... These are always just like redundant ideas that we're all putting forth. Right. So then I need an explanation for why everyone, you know, for why hundreds of women in the 1800s all die and they're all wearing white dresses. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. There's there's a piece of the puzzle to me that we're missing in that in that narrative. And that's where what I have made up, whether or not it's true. uh, But I'm like, I need an explanation for that piece of the puzzle. Right. 
I wonder what Mike Vicka would think of that. We can ask him. We're going to have him back soon. Yes, we are. Yes. Doing a little post-October <laughs> soiree we gotta, on the pod. We got to sort that out. We got to talk to, we'll figure it out. Teaser for you guys. It might be live. To be, be announced. Live. That's not going to be live. We should probably record it though. Yeah, we could probably do that. I don't know how. I could, we could figure it out. Okay. Favorite Halloween or horror movie? Oh. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh. 100%. I'll go Beetlejuice. Yes. Oh, I love oh, this that great. one. <laughs> Two new answers. Yes. I feel like everyone's just been relying on Hocus Pocus. Oh. The easy answer. I've never seen that. These are, I, 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 really? I've seen all the stuff that's here, but I've never seen the movie. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on to you, that, okay. that minority. All yeah. right. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, growing up, I always liked The Ring. I remember like having sleepovers, and like my mom, I would tell my mom to like call like during that movie to freak out my friends. So That's I terrifying. Know, I like The Ring was always a good classic. Yeah, but now, yeah, I just I like cute Halloween movies now. So. I like the classics, Halloween, um, and then going the cute route, I mean, i got to say Hocus Pocus. Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a big <laughs> Halloween Town lover. Very nice. Love Halloween Town. And this reminds me so much oh. of Halloween Town. I love it. So we actually caught these ladies in line for Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Are we excited to go in? So excited. <laughs> so Sarah. Do you have anything spooky to share with me? I've got a couple spooky things up my sleeve today. I bet you do. Have you ever heard the story of Abigail Ropes? Should I lie? No, lying's bad. Lying's a sin. That's what the Puritans <laughs> used to say. And you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell and you die. So that's a yes. I have heard of Abigail Ropes. I feel like she is... Similar to the Blue Lady, that she is mm -hmm. relatively well-known, a staple of Salem lore, ghost stories. Also, it helps. I think it helps with both of these stories that the buildings that they are attached to are also steeped in lore. Uh-huh. So this is going to take place a block away, or actually two blocks away from Rockefeller's same street, right mm -hmm. on Essex Street, at the Ropes Mansion, or as we also know as... Allison's house from Hocus Pocus. Not Allison Ropes. No. That Abigail one. Ropes. <laughs> Similar, but not the same person. The Ropes Mansion was put up in the 1720s and would be named for the Ropes family, which took over the house in 1768. Now, there is a little bit of a backstory with Nathaniel Ropes, kind of the patriarch of the family mm -hmm. at that time. He was a loyalist. I was going to say, that guy. Uh-huh. He was for the king during yes. the American Revolution, which I think we should do a whole episode on Salem during the American Revolution. I think that would be a great episode. Well, coming up in February, I think on the anniversary of every year, we're going to have to talk about... Um, someone retreating yeah i was something. gonna say are you talking about leslie's retreat yes yes, yes. yeah so we, we will save that for a future episode um but the war itself the revolutionary war almost starts right here i i need to interject real quick you can what? move this you can what? cut this uh <laughs> about the oh my god i totally forgot about this the tunnels the tunnels the tunnels okay i'm sorry i was i overheard the tour the other day talking about the tunnels and how they were used for smuggling and how they're used for this and actually how 
uh, uh, Salem's Retreat. So the, the, <gasps> they the, did hold on, not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the breakfast place that is now Salem's Retreat, which used to be Leslie's Retreat, because Leslie's Retreat is what this... Colonel Leslie was the guy, right. the British general, or who, cr- colonel, who came and with right. British troops coming and, and into Salem. retreated. So that's the, the story is Leslie, Colonel Leslie, retreating from the... The, uh, uh, the North River Bridge. Yes. However... I overheard this. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot this. Uh, and that the tunnel, the end, the exit of the tunnels was by Salem's retreat because you would retreat through the tunnels if you were fleeing the authorities as you were smuggling oh shit in that tunnels. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't even. How? What do you? That's that's <laughs> like that's just full blown. <laughs> fabricated i could i mean good i uh, i don't know wow there are some moments where i find myself stopping like i just stop because i hear something that is so outrageous and i can't help but listen Mm -hmm. god i forgot to tell you that yeah i'm gonna leave all that in right there (laughs) oh my gosh right there so anyway, s- anyways, so loyalists yes. and patriots. Yes. So Salem was a very, it was a hotbed for the revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may or may not have mentioned before that Red Sandwich Shop, one of my personal favorites, used to be the London Coffee House. Mm-hmm. And it is said that, you know, the Sons of Liberty met there. And on the other side of them would have been the loyalists. So Nathaniel Ropes is one of these these gentlemen in town. And Salem's not too fond of loyalists. Mm. So there is this story of a, a, a horde of people, a mob showing up at the Ropes mansion and just pummeling it with mud and sticks and stones and just basically attacking the house while Nathaniel Ropes is inside. He will die at the age of, I believe, 47, so relatively young, uh, 47 or 57, might have been 47, of smallpox, which was fairly common back then, but he is said to still haunt the halls. Now, several decades later, in 17, in 1839, one of his descendants, Abigail Ropes, will find herself in a very different situation. She was moving the coals from one fireplace to another. Because back then, starting a fire took a little bit of work. It's not like they had, you know, lighters like we do in today's world. So you would keep the coals, the hot coals, in one of those little pans, and you'd move them from... Like a bedpan. I was going to say, just like the bedpan. What what is it actually? Yeah, bedpan. No, no, no. It's like a bedpan. It's like a bedpan, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, that, that would be a... No, no, not bedpan. The bed warmer. Bed warmer. That's what I'm thinking of. The um, yeah, not yeah. bedpan. We said right. we're we're referring to the the bewitched episode all the way back in like episode five, where the bed warmer yeah, comes alive yeah, and yeah. is is um, messing with Samantha, but she's moving coals from one fireplace to another. I believe she was on the second floor at this point, and being that era, you're gonna have multiple petticoats dresses. I'm sure it was long and white, as we have described. Mm-hmm. Most of these these women of ghostly lore tend to have, and her dress catches fire. And this is back before 
the time of fire safety. You might not know how best to put it out. Stop, drop, and roll? Not exactly. No stop, dropping, and rolling. No, and she was unable. And, you know, there's no flame retardant clothing. Yes. So she goes up in flames, severe burns all over her body. And I have seen reports of anywhere from days to weeks of her suffering from these burns. She'll succumb to, my guess, is an infection from those burns, and she will die in 1839. Stories surround her ghost haunting the place. There have been a couple fires, most recent of which, 2009. Is that when they were fixing the roof? Uh Uh-huh. There we go. And again, this is a ghost story. No historical evidence for this one, but supposedly there was a a maintenance worker of sorts, someone that was working on the house, historical restoration, and he found himself on that floor in the bedroom that she had caught fire in. He came in, turned the corner, and there was a woman in a white dress, almost as if she was surrounded by flames. In an instant, the flames went out, she disappeared, and he ran right out of the house, called up his boss almost immediately, explains what happened. He had been the only one in the house, said he wasn't going back. And the boss says, oh, yeah, that's just Abigail. We all know about her. Well, not everyone. Apparently not. Now, of course, a lot of the Salem stories that we hear are are very much hearsay. And I've been trying really hard to track down some, like, hard evidence for these stories. And I mentioned Charles earlier in the episode. And last night I told him that we were going to be recording a ghost stories episode. Mm -hmm. So I asked him, you know, he's a long standing Salem resident, has been here for decades, has lived all over town. I asked if he had any experiences of his own. And he had several. But the first one that came to mind, he was living down on Bridge Street, uh, an old three decker house. He was living with another individual. But they were the only two in the house. It was around two or three in the morning, and they started hearing what sounded like power tools. So they do a quick search, find absolutely nothing, sit back down in the living room, turn the TV back on, and the noise starts back up again. And they said, oh, well, I guess let them do what they want to do, and we'll go about our evening. That's fair. So one one way to deal with a paranormal. Uh huh. Now a- added on to your uh, ropes mansion, I, I I've heard uh, a, a good amount of that. I've also heard the garden is particularly oh, haunted. Yes, by the caretaker. Yes. Which I was reminded of that as I was you know flipping through some old stuff, and it brought me back to a night where I was in the garden with someone right around like midnight, one a.m like very, very late. And I have been told that caretakers will do like an hourly rounds. Mm -hmm. I think they live in close proximity. But now I wonder, I've never seen him since ever. And I spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. But I've never seen him before other than that. And I've never seen anyone ever. What? Really? Like a caretaker kind of person. No. That's interesting. I, 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 there's a guy that I thought goes around like every hour I, to do rounds. I don't. I, th- we, we, I think we should check with the Peabody Essex Museum on that, Sarah. I, I think that would. I think That's that warrants in- a quick visit to the PEM. 
That's interesting. And if they say no. If they say no, then I saw a ghost. Then there That's we go. <laughs> wild. No, I think the gentleman died in, oh, I want to say, it's definitely in the 2000s, like okay. maybe 2010s. Okay. Um, but he was a long-standing caretaker for those gardens, and it's said that even now you will see his his figure going I can, around. I can attribute to that in pictures I have seen. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, where in which I, I'm not sure what's going on in the picture, and I I don't have uh, an explanation for it, other than there's something about it that looks a little off. Interesting. Uh, maybe some faces, uh, seen some, uh, oh goodness, it's been, sorry, it's been years, uh, boots, like a, like a, okay, so, so you know when you walk, you walk through the gazebo and you look to your right, there's that bench there, but there's some bushes sort of closer to you on, on the left if you're facing, right? I saw a picture once where it almost looked like it's dark, but there's like almost a pair of like red boots or something as if someone was standing behind the bushes. Ooh, that's weird. But you don't see any more body. Right. And, and, but like it was dark, but it wasn't that dark. So if there had been someone stand there, you distinctly would have seen them. Like you would have been right. like, oh yeah, there's definitely someone there. Instead, you, you, you haven't. That's spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think we need to figure out if there's a caretaker. So I've got one little thing to round this ghostly story episode out with. So as I was doing some very brief research, like by the, as we said, we are super busy, so we weren't able to put together too, too much, but I found myself on the TripAdvisor reviews for the Hawthorne Hotel. Okay. Because oh, I want. Because okay. I was trying desperately, right, to find the backstory behind the haunted rooms. Because so I've, I've heard a few things, but what do you got? So it's supposedly three twenty-five yep. and six ten. Sure. And then just the whole sixth floor I've is heard the haunted. Whole sixth floor. But then I've also heard like floors four to six are completely haunted. That you'll see a woman traversing the halls of the sixth floor sixth floor knocking on doors yep open the door no one's there yep i have yet to find any backstory to either of those rooms but i did sift through some of these reviews so i'm gonna read you a couple hit me we did experience something odd immediately after turning off the lights around 11 p.m There was a very loud sound in the room, which made us both sit straight up in bed. We thought someone had opened the door, but no one was there. The door was closed, and no one was in the hallway. We looked around the room to see if something had fallen, but nothing had. The only way we could recreate the sound was by swinging the metal safety lock open really hard against the door frame, the kind that hotels use now in place of chain locks. It kind of freaked me out, but I didn't feel threatened. I guess they just wanted to get our attention. Okay. Kind of spooky. Another person mentioned that their lights kept turning on and off. The I, I'm always skeptical about noises because you are in a hotel right. with multiple other people. And hey, if you were 
staying at the hotel when um, the ladies from Real Housewives of New York were here. You're going to hear a lot of noises. Or I'm just going to I'm just going to throw there's a lot of weddings there. Yeah. Wedding nights. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> Maybe it's like there was this banging coming from the other room. Jeffrey. I once. It's fair. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> It was just like a thud, thud, thud in the middle of the night. I know. <laughs> well, this is actually this ne- this next one kind of plays into that. We heard knocking and footsteps. I knocked on the wall three times and asked whatever was there to repeat it, and it did. My sister woke up in the middle of the night to a pink haze glowing in our room against the wall. Early Saturday morning, our bathroom slammed shut at five eleven a.m. And I know the exact time because it woke me up from a sound sleep. We also spent some time down in the library, which we learned on our ghost walk. It was haunted. I've heard that as well. That's that downstairs area yeah, yeah, yeah. that looks very uh, nautical yes. themed. Yes. The, Interesting. Like the captain's quarters. And then last one. We did wander up to the sixth floor for a quick walk of the halls to see if anything materialized for us. I love it. They just, I wonder how many people wander up on that sixth floor. Like you just, if anything, it's just probably the people walking. <laughs> oh my God. It's just the people walking. Up there. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're staying on you're the sixth staying floor, on the sixth floor you keep hearing I footsteps all, uh, every day. Just con- I look out in the hall and then I it, see people. It doesn't take much for them to turn a corner. And There's then you no think you see something. Yeah. Interesting. People are haunting each other and they don't even know it. <sighs> However, my sister had an experience that we mentioned to the folks at the front desk. Room 504 isn't known to be haunted, but my sister woke up in the night to what felt like the comforter moving slightly around her. Being a cat owner, she described it as feeling like a cat walked across her and then settled for a nap on her feet. This only occurred on one of our three nights in the hotel. No one we spoke to knew of an animal ghost in the hotel, but told her not to consider herself crazy either. They get a variety of reports from guests, and the stories definitely add to the fun factor at the hotel. So, of course, Hawthorne Hotel, uh, put up in 1925, right on the corner of Hawthorne Boulevard and Essex Street, kind of a hot spot here in town. And I think some people go as far to even say that it's haunted by the ghost of Bridget, because it may sit on top of her orchards, which those would be some hefty long orchards if they reached that far. Exactly. So Um, I've heard though uh, that, so I I guess there was a, shoot, um, a building or a house there prior to, and that's why ah. there's the secret room on the top. Um, you know about the secret room on the top of the Hawthorne? What's the society it's for? I do know S- of it. Of course, maritime. I've never seen it. Yeah, we should try and get in there. We can try. I bet. I I'm bet. sure so many people try to get in there. Yeah, I, I know some people who have been in. Yes, um, same. But anyway, uh, so I guess... What I have heard is so her there was a house so that that house is in homage to, to her house that was there prior to she loses her husband at sea again the validity of this is absolutely I've never fact checked this at all I've never heard this um, interesting and then so the reason that she's always walking around on on that floor is because that's where the access to that house is and she is still looking and a wandering. six floor house well the house itself was ra- so the 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 secret room. 
is in homage to the house that was there on the ground. So they have now built that house. And so she's trying to get access to that to continue and look for her husband who was lost at sea. Again, the historical uh, uh, idea of that sounds great. Truth, I don't know. Interesting. Yes. But that, at the end of the day, is the paranormal. We don't know yet. We're going to keep digging. Maybe one day we will see what lies beyond the veil. I'm starting to believe that my ghost occurrence was somewhat legit. I like it. We'll the, investigate more. The one in uh, the memorial with George Burroughs Stone. Mm-hmm. My phone starts reciting the Lord's Prayer. I've told this like twice on the podcast, so I'll stay, save it for a different day. But I'm starting to open my mind to it. Skepticism and curiosity. That's what I always say. Last thing I'm going to include in this episode that is not ghost related that I forgot to mention at the beginning, because this may come out just a couple hours late. If you are looking for some extra content, uh, I had the pleasure of being a guest on another podcast called Common Denominator, and it's run by a guy named Moshe Popek, and he's just like an entrepreneur real estate guru, uh, basically just wants to give back to everyone and likes to talk to people from all over about all different things. And they wanted to do a Halloween-ish episode. So what better person to talk to than someone from Salem? I love it. The Halloween capital. So if you want to go check that out while you're waiting for this one to drop, which that doesn't make sense because you would already be listening to it now. So if you want extra stuff today... Go check, check out, out Common Denominator. It should be up. Excellent. Other than that, I think that's just about all we have for our uh, last episode in October, although our first episode in November will be November 1st, so literally the day after October 31st, and that will celebrate the death of Harry Houdini, who dies, of course, on October 31st, so November 1st will be all about him. In Salem. Harry Houdini. So we're not going too, too far away from spooky season just yet. We're going to milk it for everything we got. Got a little magic to show you. Hear you. Listen you. You know what? Whatever. Present to you. There we go. That's (laughs) that's talk to you. But that's it for now. Enjoy your Halloween season. Oh, yeah. And happy Halloween. And happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. See you later. I got a question for you. Do you like candy corn? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Depending. Well, it, yes, it also depends on what candy corn. Okay. Do you like candy corn? Yeah. No. <laughs> one of you's right and one of you's wrong. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Okay. I oh, love it. That's that perfect. Is the best, is the best thing ever. <laughs> I, love I, I could not agree more. So many people, no, it's a very, it's a hard oh, line yeah, question. You know, it's yes. a very polarizing question. It is. Yes. It, is. it is. Some people absolutely hate candy corn. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't either. Do you like candy corn? No. It's disgusting. Ah. It's so gross. I have very strong <laughs> feelings about candy corn, and the answer is no.